Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Gist Podcast. I'm Edie, one half of the Gist, and to my left is my co-host, Namdi. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Before we get into this episode, I want to take a moment to thank the good folks over at Jerky's Restaurant in Harlem for sponsoring the show. Located on the corner of West 140th and Adam Clayton Boulevard, Jerky's is bringing a new meaning to the term fast food with their exotic Caribbean spices and all-natural ingredients. Head over to Jerky's today and tell them we sent you. Yes, sir. So in today's episode of the Gist Podcast, we have the opportunity to speak with the great Chris Broussard, former ESPN NBA analyst who recently made the switch over to Fox Sports 1. Chris hosted his annual King Celebrity Basketball Game in White Plains, New York a couple weeks ago, and Namdi and I had the chance to attend. It was a great event with a dope turnout and was superstar studded. Now, do you want to tell them who's in the building? Oh, man. Yo, there were so many people in attendance. Let's start with CNN's Mark Lamont Hill, Hip Hop DX's Jack Thriller, Cisco from Love and Hip Hop, Jalen Rose, NBA legend and ESPN analyst, superstar RB artist Tank, rising actor Michael Rainey, most notably known as Tariq from Power, and so many more. So following this dope event, Chris gave Namdi and I a moment of his time. Uh, we talked about his King Initiative, God and how faith has contributed to his professional success, why he left ESPN, and he even touched on the new NBA season. He gave us his first impressions, uh, some bold predictions of what's to come, and he even had a few choice words about our New York Knicks. We might need your opinion on this. So once again, thank you for tuning in and welcome to the gist. Good God. First and foremost, congrats um, on a successful event. Thank you. Um, you know, you're able to bring a bunch of amazing people out there. So it's definitely, definitely a great testament to, to, to who you are as a person, to your network, to Thank you. uh, people wanting to support you. Uh, so first and foremost, congrats. Um, just wanted to kind of learn more about um you know king and how it got started like the inception um you know the objective behind it and um you know just what drove you to to create uh this organization yeah with king um it's an acronym first of all for knowledge inspiration and nurture through god and um what it is is a national christian brotherhood that has chapters throughout the country and our ultimate goal is to strengthen men provide men with the encouragement, the support, the accountability, the training, uh, the brotherhood, the fellowship that they need to live consistently for Christ. You know, those men that claim to follow Jesus Christ, we want to provide them with the help that they need to, you know, live it out Monday through Saturday, you know, outside of the church on Sunday mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, it that impacts your marriage, you know, makes you have a more positive marriage impacts your relationship with your children, impacts your performance on your job. Um, and, you know, we, we really co- are concerned about the state of our communities. For sure. Uh, all communities, but particularly African-American community. And um, we feel like you know, the brothers in King have all had their mindset, their worldview, um, their value system changed through their Christian faith. And so we, you know, we feel like if we can help men who um, want to live for Christ, you know, walk it out, then we can, you know, again, strengthen individuals, strengthen families, and then that leads to a stronger community. For sure. And ultimately us as a stronger people and a stronger nation. So that's really what, we, what we're about. 
Um, and, and whatever that encompasses, whether it's putting together events like this just to get, you know, raise money for good causes like the Boys and Girls Club or um, to have, you know, we've had uh, discussions, forums, public forums and town hall meetings where we've talked about, you know, the police brutality that we see going on or other issues impacting, you know, our country. Um, you know, we, we do, we've done turkey drives, we've done barbershop rap sessions where we go into a barbershop and we just spark up a discussion, you know, with men about various issues. And we're really trying to be a light in the community for young boys to look at and say, I want to emulate, you know, these men who are taking care of their families, taking care of their children, being productive in society. Mm -hmm. Um, and then get the men who are doing that together. And then also help brothers who are who are struggling, you know, to, to maybe get their lives together as well. So so it's um so so first of all that's that's amazing uh, and it's definitely Thank needed you. especially during this during this point in time like Namdi and I we speak about it all the time uh, with things that are happening in the community. It's always good to to see um, you know uh, established men of color who are, you know, pioneering, who are showing us the route, showing us an example mm-hmm. that we can kind of follow. Uh, so thank you again for that and congrats. Um, I read somewhere that you, uh, that you didn't, you weren't always, you know, kind of fully invested in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at one point you were saved. So can you just talk about, um, you know, what maybe led to that pivot in, in your life, uh, to that 180 change and, um, what, what compelled you to just, uh, you know, abandon that life and and pursue this yeah i was raised catholic and um you know from a good family good middle class family in the midwest we moved around a lot but mainly the midwest and ohio that area mm-hmm. and um you know i was a good student and things like that uh what a lot of people would look at and say was a positive young man or positive role model but you know in terms of you know, God's standard, you know, God's standard is different than man's standard. Of course. So man's standard, I might've been okay, but by God's standard, I was falling short, getting involved in like sexual morality, drunkenness, um, you know, hazing and fraternity, hazing pledges and things like that. For sure. Um, And so my senior year or going into my June, my senior year, um, I got a, a, I'd gone to a church in my junior year in college. I went to Oberlin college and the message that the, the man preached, uh, he was talking about how he had been a heroin addict as a teenager and he gave his life to Jesus Christ. And that really turned him around and yeah. just set his life on a new path. And that was the first time I really felt like, you know what, my life is not pleasing to God. Even though other people might think I'm positive, I know I know that how I'm living, I know that I'm breaking his commandments willfully, you know, just want to hunting, seeking to break his commandments. And I knew I realized finally that wasn't pleasing to God, but I really didn't want to give my life to Christ. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to, you know, it's not, it wasn't a lot of young dudes that I knew that were living for Christ. I knew a lot going to church, you know, exactly. but as far as really trying Just to follow going through the motions, yeah, exactly. doing what they, what they think is, is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And I really invest in time on the side to build that relationship. Yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, I, I didn't see that. So I didn't want to be the only one. Um, so I kept running from God. And that summer, he blessed me with a summer internship at the Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper, biggest newspaper in Ohio. And I I was fortunate enough to do well. And they told me after the summer that they were going to hire me when I graduated. And that at that moment, I really felt like I had the American dream, you know, in the palm of my hand. I knew, you know, everything was going for me. I had a girlfriend that I loved. I had I was co-captain on the basketball team at college. 
Um, now, then I had a promise of a great job when I graduated covering sports. And so all my life I had been raised to think that the American dream was the end all be all, you know, to go to school, get good grades, so you can go to a good college so you can get a good job. And all that was the point purpose of life. And now that I had that, I began to feel like, man, is this it? Yeah. Is this all life's about? And I felt empty, felt miserable because it's, it's, it's scary when you have most of what life can offer. Exactly. But you still feel empty inside. Yeah. And so ultimately, you know, I, I felt like eventually I got to a point where I had a choice of, you know, keep running from God and be miserable or give your life to Christ and finally get some peace and get some joy. And so on my 21st birthday, believe it or not, October 28th, 1989 is when I gave my life to Christ. I was a senior in college and that really turned my whole life around. Um, still got challenges and issues, um, and, and but you're founded, you you got a standard, you know, you're founded on the rock and you know, um, I, I know that God is always with me and that gives me the strength and the confidence and the security um, to do the things I do. So through, throughout the course of your career, um, you know, obviously at, at ESPN and, and now with, uh, with Fox sports, um, how, how has your, your faith contributed to, to your success on, on this professional level of, of life? Well, I mean, I, I can't imagine where I'd be without my faith. I mean, it's now it's been 27 years. <laughs> so it's hard to really, I, I don't know what type of person I'd be where I, you know, it's hard to fathom that I'd have this success without that faith because one, again, like I said, it gives you the strength, gives me the strength and the confidence to do the things I do. And even when you have naysayers and you have doubters and haters and people that don't, you know, think you can do this or that you, it gives you the fortitude and the courage to fight through it. You know, when you're in the public eye, you do get a lot of criticism um, and you get people trying to pull you down and things like that. But when you're founded in God, that doesn't bother you. You're sure. able to move past that. Um, and it also, you know, because my faith keeps me away from things that could distract me, yeah. from lifestyles that could distract me, from lifestyles that could get messy. So it keeps you, you focused. Know? Yeah, it keeps, keeps me you grounded focused, keeps you and on, focused on and prioritizing things that are important and things that are, are right and exact and correct. Mm -hmm. And so that it, it, you know, it just keeps you away from me, away from potential scandals. No. <laughs> and when you're in the public eye, people, you know looking, yeah, <laughs> people looking for, you know, first of all, some people might be looking to drag you down. Some people always looking in your business, what you, you know, what what's let's, let's dig something up. Oh yeah. It's too and easy it these keeps days. me away from, those types of things that's skeletons in your closet and things like that. So, uh, so, so, so quickly to wrap up with that part of, of it, just speaking towards, uh, towards the faith, speaking towards the King initiative. Um, are there any exciting programs or initiatives that you have coming up? Well, a few things I would, I would ask people to check out the website at kingmovement.com, kingmovement.com. We do blogs and they're, they're, you know, blogs dealing with contemporary issues, not just, Christian issues or things like that. We've had blogs on Colin Kaepernick. We have, have had blogs on the situation between the police and African-Americans, you know, blogs on um, all types of issues impacting our communities. Um, and then you can also join the online community. Okay. And that doesn't mean you're a member of King or anything like that, but it's just, you know, you can get plugged in and see what we're doing mm -hmm. and get plugged in with a group of men 
that are going to try to help push you in a positive direction for sure instead of pushing you in a negative direction i think i also saw prayer prayer service we do a or, prayer call every sorry, thursday call. yep there's a prayer call every thursday at 12 30 eastern okay it's like a half an hour yeah. so men can plug into that when they feel like they need some inspiration um but we're we're hoping eventually to put together a rites of passage program for young men that will deal with not only spiritual issues but cultural issues um, education, stress, the importance of education, um, you know, relationships and conflict resolution, things like that. So that's something we're working on. Um, but right now it's mainly, you know, trying to build up the brotherhood and help men in their, you know, marriages, in their relationships with their children in you know, whatever areas, just helping them get through the issues they need to get through. For sure. Uh, we work with men in prisons. We work with, Men um, <clears throat> in like the Goodwill Rescue Mission yeah. um, who are trying to get their life on track. And we're just about empowering men, you know, to be, like I said, the husband's fathers, leaders, citizens, role models. That the world that they, needs them to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that they have the potential we, to be. Because we feel like when you look at a lot of the issues in our communities, whether it's fatherlessness, whether it's even racism, you know, or whether it, individual racism, um, whether it's um, the dropout rate in school, HIV rate, the divorce rate, things that are really plaguing us. A lot of those could be changed, you know, if if we can get men to really those follow the principles of Christ, you know, and the principles that a lot of men aspire to, but may for whatever reason aren't f- fulfilling it. And we just want to help them, provide them with what they need to fulfill it. Because you can. Because with with the power of God in you, like I'm no greater than anybody else. I've been married 21 years. I'm no better than any other man. But it's God in me that empowers me to live according to his teachings. And when I struggle, when I fall, he's there to forgive me. Yeah. And so that's that's available to any man, you know, that you can have God in you as well living in you, empowering you to be the man he's created you to be. What are some of the difficulties that you face when, uh, you know, trying to get people to join your movement and, uh, you know, how do you face those challenges? I think um, sometimes men may feel like, you know, it, will it be difficult? Like if they, if they join the King movement and really want to, you know, sometimes they may feel like they have to, they can't make mistakes or, you know, they can't stumble and fall. Um, their life has to be perfect. And it doesn't. I mean, none of us are perfect, number one. And we all stumble and fall here and there. Um, what the King Movement is a collection of men who are striving, striving to live for Christ, you know, striving to be faithful to our wives, striving to, you know, raise our children right, striving to, you know, not get drunk, you know, not get high, you know, and things like that. So, um, doesn't mean you're perfect and and if you stumble and fall we're always there to support you with compassion um and also tell you you know you can do it you know and give you the encouragement so sometimes men may feel like they can't live up to what we're trying to do but you know it's it's just about trying it's just about putting forth the effort and if you put forth the effort then with the power of god and with the support system we provide with king we believe we know you can live up to it, you know, so I think that could be one thing. Um, and otherwise, it's just getting the word out, you know, just getting, you know, because um, it's a it's a dire situation. And, and King is for all men, men of all colors, 
Um, but we do deal unashamedly with issues impacting the African-American and Latino communities. You know, we don't back away from that. Um, and when you look at the plight of African-American people, it's a, it's, it's getting dire, I believe. You know, whoever's president, you know, whether it's Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, it's still going to be a dire situation. We have Barack Obama as president and things are dire. You know what I mean? It didn't change everything at all. So um, we have to strengthen our family structure. Um, we have to get our men committed to their families and their children and, and being productive citizens in our communities and our society. And also, and what, this is something else King does, we also have to speak truth to power, you know, because it's not just about our individual behavior. That's part of it. But everybody, all the communities got their 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 issues in their individual behavior. You know, white men aren't living any cleaner and better than black men and Hispanic men and things like that. But the system's not against them. And so we also speak out and get brothers together to rally, to speak truth to power. You know, the war on drugs has been focused on African-American men un unjustly, and that's caused major damage in our community. You know, we got to get the unemployment rate down, which means creating more jobs, you know, um, mass incarceration, all these things that systemically are working against us, we're, we'll speak out against too. And so that's part of what King wants to do as well is gather enough men. There's power in numbers, you know, and we want to gather men together that we have enough muscle mm -hmm. to speak to these issues in our, in our nation that are not fair. And so all we're asking as African-American men is to get a fair shot, you know, um, to get a fair and equal opportunity to thrive in this society. And where that's not being done, we will speak out against it because that's a part of being a, a follower of Jesus Christ, too, is he was not afraid to speak truth to power and neither are we. Absolutely. So 2017 is coming up. Uh, what should we look forward to? Well, uh, we're going to be growing, you know, trying to make more impact in the communities. We're going to be strengthening our local chapters to get involved in their local communities, their various cities. Um, you know, the website is just going to continue to grow and emerge and get better. Uh, we hope to, you know, we want to begin making an impact on our society um, and, and speaking about the current issues that are taking place from a godly perspective, you know, um, we hearing a lot of different manly perspectives, <laughs> whether your perspective is right wing, whether your perspective is left wing, whether your perspective is conservative or liberal or whatever it may be. We want to bring God's perspective to the conversation. Um, and so that's really what you're going to see from the King movement. Sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a year to stream tracks from your favorite artists? Because I know I am and my co-host Namdi is too. <laughs> Busy Music, a free music streaming and radio app for iOS, offers you a cost-free alternative. Busy provides the bark of the big dogs via high-quality sound, an extensive catalog of tracks, curated playlists, radio, and a preview to the indie stars of tomorrow, all without the monthly bite. Your turn-up should never compromise your pockets. So download Vizzy Music today in the iOS App Store and shift your listening experience. All bark, no monthly bite. That's V-I-Z-Z-I music.com. Visit that today. Now back to the show.
So just to pivot a little bit, just to basketball, we can't. Oh, nah, just sports cool. in general. We can't, we can't have you here and uh, <laughs> not t- touch on that a little bit. So um, congrats again on Fox Sports. Um, so what opportunity did you see with that organization to advance um, yourself and, and to kind of uh, do what it is that you feel you um, can do professionally? Yeah, I mean, the reason I left ESPN to go over to Fox Sports 1 was it really was all about role. You know, okay. it wasn't it wasn't about money. It wasn't about um, exposure. I'm I'm gonna probably get less exposure. You know, at at, at Fox Sports One than I had at ESPN, but it was about role. I wasn't happy uh, in the role that ESPN had me in, which was they wanted me to main, re, remain in a news breaking role okay. and information gathering and just reporting what's going on. And I was ready. I've been ready to be honest to break out of that mold and have a voice you know i've been covering in the nba for 20 years um i know the other sports football and baseball and i felt like i had a voice uh just as strong as a lot of the people that espn that were getting a voice you know to say their opinion on the nba their opinion on Colin Kaepernick's situation, their opinion on athletes and activism or or whatever it may be, or their opinion on the NFL or football or, you know, d- domestic violence, all these different issues, sports issues and issues off the field and off the court that are hap- that we are taking note of because they involve athletes. And so Fox Sports 1 was offering me that opportunity. You know, they wanted – to, to me to they want to allow me to share my voice and my views um and so that really was what it was about so um being I, I wasn't passionate um about of course I love NBA I love going to games I love doing sideline reporting but I really wasn't passionate about just the grinding grunt work of gathering information now I always be in touch with my sources and with people that I know throughout the league because I've been covering it so long. Um, so I'll have information here and there. But um, I'll mainly at Fox, I'll be able to voice my views uh, and bring my perspective to the table into the discussion. So what does that look like? Uh, are we going to see you maybe on uh, Undisputed with – with uh, Skip, or is, yeah. that, is that your own your own TV show? Well, last uh, on Fox Sports One. Yeah, so, what can we look forward to? Last week, I, I began last week, uh, October twenty fifth was my first day, and I was on Undisputed. Uh, so, you will see me. I was on Undisputed several times last week. I was on the Herd with Colin Cowherd, his radio and TV show. I was on um, uh, Speak for Yourself a few times with Colin Cowherd and Jason Whitlock. So, you'll see me on those three shows uh, throughout the week. And, um, you know, Fox Sports 1 is, you know, it's not just beginning, but they are, you know, creating new shows and, you know, um, figuring out, you know, how they're going to fill all those blocks during the day with different television shows. So hopefully it does get to a point where I'm able to have uh, my own show. But right now you'll see me on those platforms being able to share, you know, my feelings on, on these different issues. For sure. Uh, in terms of excitement for the for the upcoming NBA season, or not upcoming anymore, uh, the current NBA season, uh, what excites you the most about uh, what's going on? Whether it be new faces in new places, whether it be uh, I don't know your hometown team, what what's uh, what's keeping you up at night? <laughs> Man, I mean it, it's it's an exciting season. I tell you what, one of the best things that happened for the NBA and for NBA fans already 
was for San Antonio to blow out Golden State on open right. night, you know, because it's been a foregone conclusion, including with myself, that um, Cleveland in the East and San and Golden State in the West, and that's going to be the finals. And I still believe that, but seeing San Antonio blast them the way they did kind of brings people back down to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. creates some drama. And let you know, you know what? It's not a foregone conclusion that Golden State is going to roll through the Western Conference. Um, so that's one thing. I think the Clippers looked good in their opener against Portland. Maurice Spates can help them out. He's coming off the bench. That's a big he, loss for the yeah, Warriors. It's a big loss for yeah. the Warriors, and it's a big addition, addition for the Clippers. So, you know, hopefully those teams will battle Golden State, and it will be some intrigue and drama come playoff time. Uh, individually, I think we're going to see some great individual performances, which we already oh, are. Man. You know, number one, already. I mean, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a phenomenal. I think he's averaging like 48 points, right. 47 and a half rebounds. points a game. So now, obviously, that's not going to last. Yeah. But what I like is his aggressiveness. Of course. I mean, he has not, you know, just been content with taking 20 shots a game. He needs to take 30 or whatever he's taking. He's taking a ton, but he needs to take more shots because. They have so many injuries with Drew Holiday out, with Tyreek Evans out. And, you know, he's got to carry that team. And I like that he's just gone out and said, I'm going to be about it. Yeah. Um, Russell Westbrook, 51 points in a triple-double just the other night. I mean, every a lot of people think he's going to be the MVP. I think the key is them winning, winning enough, enough games because he's going to put For up sure. monster numbers. I also think that's the same thing with James Harden. I think James Harden's going to put up crazy numbers. He had 34 points, 17 assists, assists. on opening night. Yeah. And Mike D'Antoni's, oh, D'Antoni's system, he's going to be phenomenal. You're right, Damian Lillard. If Portland can get 50-plus wins mm-hmm. and fight for maybe get home court advantage in the playoffs, I think he's going to be in that MVP yeah. race. But even, I mean, in my opinion, even Kawhi Leonard, uh, folks forget that what he was voted, uh, he was second in MVP Yeah, he's going to be, right? he's gonna be right there that. too. I mean, they run off a lot of wins like they did last year. Yeah. You're right. He's going to be in the race. I mean, I don't count out LeBron James. You know, Kyrie Irving now is their leading scorer. I mean, so you're seeing some great individual performances. Kevin Durant is off to a rousing start for in sure. Golden State. Um but I, I think he would have to do just astronomical things to, to win MVP. They'd have sure. to win 70-plus games. Yeah. He'd have to probably shoot 60% from the floor and 50-plus from three. So, um, But it's, it's an exciting season, and I hope that some teams emerge that we think can challenge Golden State and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I like Indiana, even though they just lost to Brooklyn, which is which unforgivable. Is a bad but loss. Still. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I like what they've done putting it together. I think they got a nice roster. I think Toronto looks good. Um, so we'll see what happens. And uh, we're we're in the home of the Westchester Knicks, man. So I can't I can't leave this without uh, asking you <laughs> asking you about the New York Knicks. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new additions? And just uh, how do you feel? Knicks fans feel like you hate on that team. I know that's not yeah. the case, but can you just uh, you know speak to how, how you feel? Knicks about- fans don't like the truth. <laughs> I mean, what they feel like I'm hating. What's to love? Oh, I mean, if I'm doing my job, I'm gonna be. Kind Kind of critical, right? Like, For sure. I liked what they did this summer. You know, I like Joe, Joe Kim Noah. Look, I, unfortunately, I don't think he's what he used to be. He even admitted at this point he's a step, step slow. slow. Yeah. I don't know if he can get it back because he put in some some real tough years in Chicago. Yeah. Great years. Um, but I don't know if he can become the player he was four years ago, and that could hurt the Knicks. 
Derrick Rose, um, first of all, can he be close to what he used to be? I, I like getting him. Yeah. You had to get him. It's a no-lose situation because even if he isn't able to become like a perennial all-star caliber player again, you you, you only got him for one year. And you it's an upgrade him walk over what you, you had And last it's year. an upgrade. Even if you bring him back, but he's, you know, still a 17 or 18-point scorer, that's still an upgrade over what you had. He's not a bad point guard. He's just not the MVP level guy he was years ago. And I think it's hard for people to like decipher the two. You it know? is, and, and here, it's tough. And it doesn't help when you when you call your team a super team, right? So uh, yeah, but they're not people, a super team by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. I think people feel uh, Phil brought him in to be that MVP guy. I think it's just an addition uh, or an upgrade from what you had yeah. last year. So a guy to create a different dynamic to the offense. Yep. So you know, some and there's nothing to lose. Like some I transition said. game to to, yeah. to complement the triangles. So, the thing that scares me for the Knicks. Um, or I should say I would be concerned with is even like does how will Derrick Rose and Carmelo Anthony's games complement each other? Like even if Rose is able to play at a high level, mm-hmm. how are their games going to work together? Now they may. Yeah. Um, you know, Carmelo played with Allen Iverson in Denver yeah. and they both got their 25 points a game. They didn't go deep in the playoffs, but they made the playoffs, had a, you know, individually they were successful. So maybe Melo can play with a, a ball dominant you know, high volume shooter point guard. But um that's something I look wonder about. And then also uh Christoph Sporzingis, who I love a lot. Think he's gonna be he does have star potential. I agree. But he's gonna be the third option. Um whether it's by design or just Melo and, you know, Derrick Rose, that's they're gonna their games are gonna make him be the third option. For sure. So how is that going to will it Compromise his development. His game and yeah. his development. So those are things I'm watching and wondering about with the Knicks. But, look, if it all comes together, they're a playoff team. And in the Eastern Conference, I mean, you got one great team, Cleveland, and then you got a bunch of from from good to mediocre teams. And so, you know, the Knicks, if they get in the playoffs and don't have to face Cleveland early, then – you know, hey, if if I'm the Knicks, I, I like my chances against Boston. Mm-hmm. I like my chances against Indiana. Yep. I like my chances against you know anybody else in the East. To be honest, so ten million people just smiled right now listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, that said, they could finish anywhere from two to eleven <laughs> in the 11. East. But you're right. There's a lot of space in the, there, the, so let's the, see what the, they do. The East is very deep, so you're right. Um, so just just quick predictions, MVP. Well, I already pre- predicted uh, LeBron James for MVP. Now, it's not getting off to that type of start. I mean, obviously yeah. he's playing well, but he certainly, I mean, with some of the, the outings that guys have had, for sure. he wouldn't be tops on anybody's list at this moment. At this but moment. it's early. Yeah. Um, I think, I wonder if he's going to get the minutes. You know, they're trying mm-hmm. to get him to about 32 minutes a game. That opens up the the the, the lane for Kyrie to come yeah, in and do what exactly. he needs to do. And so LeBron may not win it, but that that's been my pick. Because, as I said earlier, I've had questions about the other guys winning enough games. Um, scoring champion. Mm, that's a good one. I'm going to say this, and, and, and allow me. It's not a prediction. Okay, okay. But it's saying that I do think it's possible. Uh-huh. It's, and I wouldn't have said this. I don't know when the last time I would have said this. Brandon Jennings. But it, no. <laughs> I, Brandon's my man. I spent a lot of time with him in Italy when I like he came too. out of high school. Yeah, but yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I think it's possible that we could see James Harden 
lead the league in scoring mm-hmm. and assist. I agree. Possible. Yeah. And and I don't mean possible in a yeah, anything's possible. The yeah. Brooklyn could win the champion, you know, mm-hmm. anything can happen. No. I mean, I think it's a decent chance yeah. and that then Tony's offense with exactly. more, more possessions and also a ball in his hand. hand. Yeah. They do whatever he wants. Um, so he gets to the line a ton. Mm-hmm. So I think that possibly since the first time, for the first time since Tiny Archibald, mm-hmm. who led the league in scoring and assists, I think that we could see that happening with James Harden. Sure. And uh, champion. I've said Golden State, so I, I guess I have to stick with that. Okay, you, you, can't, you can't renege? Yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> you can't be bouncing around unless there's major injuries or something like that. So I've said Golden State over Cleveland. So that's what I'm gonna stick with. Okay. So uh, hopefully we could touch base halfway through the if, season if during All Star. <laughs> stay away. <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, y'all can hit me up anytime. For man. sure. I'm always pleased to come on. Sounds great. Thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. All right, bro. All right. Yeah. We don't want no devils in the house. Though. Yes, we Lord. want the Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes. So once again, we like to thank Chris Broussard for giving us a couple moments of his time and hopping on the Gist podcast. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, for anyone out there listening that's compelled to join the King Movement, you can find more information by logging on to kingmovement.com. Also, for any membership inquiries, it's king at kingmovement.com. That's the email address. Shoot them a message. You can get all the information that you're looking for. Um, Chris will be on Fox Sports 1 Monday, Monday through Friday. Excuse me. Uh, so you can definitely, definitely check him out on that channel uh, And also to follow him on Twitter uh, And be one of his 1.5 million followers Or something like that <laughs> You can follow him at Chris underscore Broussard Yes, 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 yes And don't forget to subscribe to everything that we got going on uh, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, iTunes, and Stitcher Will probably be the best place to go ahead and find us And don't forget to follow us on every social media platform known to man Yes, that includes MySpace and Skonex. <laughs> Feel free to slide in our DMs. But until then, thank you for joining us. This is the gist. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. We on a ultra light beam. We on a ultra light beam. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is everything. Everything I'm trying to keep my faith But I'm looking for more Somewhere I can feel safe And in my holy war Depression, not blessings. Why, oh, why'd you do me wrong? You persecute the weak because it makes you feel so strong. Don't have much strength to fight, so I look to the light to make these wrongs turn right. Head up high, I look to the light. Hey, cause I know that you'll make everything alright. And I know that you'll take good care of your child. Oh, no. I will shield your name I will feel their questions I will feel your pain No one can judge They don't, they don't
don't know, they don't know Foot on the devil's neck to the drifted Pangea I'm moving all my family from Chatham to Zambia Treat the demons just like Pam I mean, I fuck with your friends, but damn, Gina I've been this way since Arthur was in Eater Now they wanna hit me with the woo after bam Trying to snap photos of family uh. My daughter look just like Sia, you can't see her You can feel the lyrics, the spirit coming in braille Tumming of the underground, come and follow the trail I made Sunday candy, I'm never going to hell I met Kanye West, I'm never going to fail He said let's do a good ass job with Chance 3 I hear you gotta sell it to snatch the grand meat Let's make it so free and the bar so hard That it ain't one gosh darn part you can't tweet This is my part, nobody else speak This is my part, nobody else speak This little light of mine Glory be to God, yeah I'ma make sure that they go where they can't go If they don't wanna ride, I'ma still give them raincoats Know what God said when he made the first rainbow Just throw this at the end and fuck too late for the intro uh, I'm just having fun with it You know that a nigga was lost I laugh in my head cause I bet that my ex looking back like a pillar of salt uh, Cause they'll flip the script on your ass like Wesley and Spike You cannot mess with the light Look at the channel from 79 Ultra light beam, we on a ultra light beam. This is a god dream. This is a god dream. This is everything. Everything. I'm trying to keep my faith, but I'm looking for more. Somewhere I can feel safe. And in my holy world. Father, this prayer is for everyone that feels they're not good enough. This prayer is for everybody that feels that they're too messed up. For everyone that feels they said I'm sorry too many times. You can never go too far when you can't come back home again. That's why I need... Help. 